Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are a regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. And hello if you'll be listening via iTunes and Stitcher Radio and, of course, TuneIn Radio, and welcome to all of you in my blog talk radio community, as well as those of you who may be joining me in the chat room later. I hope you are having a great start to your week. And today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. Well, tonight the topic is going to be School's Out, Time to Get Organized. And I will be sharing some tips on just how to conquer the paper clutter, as well as maybe some other things in the house. Because the kids are home, either they're home from school, they're back home from college with all of this stuff, and you're just trying to figure out, how did my house get like this in a matter? So, and of course, in the next half hour, I will be sharing some tips and tales, tip time, just a few tips, as well as my product suggestion, app suggestion, and repurpose suggestion of the week. And, um... Of course, some upcoming things that um, will be happening here at Totally Organized and JanetMTaylor.com. And also have a little brief announcement about a vacation I am really thinking about taking right now. So I will share that with you. But, of course, before we start with just some of the tips, because it's going to be um, kind of, since it's just you and I, um, a little shorter version than I usually do. But I definitely wanted to come on tonight, and I wanted to definitely share with you um, some things that can help you be more organized. So before I get started with the tips, you know, I like to start out with my statistics and facts. And um, Fact Monster is where I got these facts from. And it's somewhere in the globe right now, students are hard at work in school. Now, a lot of students here in the United States are on break but somewhere there's students in school. With over 190 nations spanning the globe, 24 time zones, students and their academic years come in a variety of forms. And just here's a stamp of sampling because I think a lot of times we take our, the way we do things here in the United States for granted. And we have summer vacations. I still remember summer vacations. I remember times at the beach, all the wonderful fun, but not everybody has that privilege. For example, in Australia, students attend school for 200 years, 200 days a year, excuse me, 200 days a year, and the school year lasts from late January to mid-December. And of course, since Australia is a southern hemisphere, it experiences summer while it's winter in the northern hemisphere. And summer vacations for Australia students is mid-December to late January. That's it, mid-December, which is probably to late January, so it's probably like six weeks instead of the time. And it says their typical school day is 9 to 3.30. Now, in Brazil, the school day runs from 7 a.m. to noon, and then they get home at noon to have lunch with their family. And they share the same summer months as Australia. So they have the Australian summer month, which is basically from January to mid-December. Now, in China, the school day is from 7.30 to 5 p.m. That's like a work day with two-hour lunch breaks because their children are going to need a little bit more. The school year typically runs from the beginning of September to mid-July. 
And this is summer vacations usually spent in summer classes studying for entrance exams. Now, Costa Rica was one of the first nations in South Central and South America to offer free public education. And basically, their school year runs from February to December, and students have vacation for about two months from December to February and a few weeks off in July. And this is an average of 28 students in a classroom. Just thought I threw it in there. France, their school day is from 8 to 4. And I just thought these were very interesting statistics. You might say this that has nothing to do with organizing, but I think it's very interesting how other people around the world have their school set up. Now, they have lunch, two-hour lunch breaks, and um, basically their school year stretches from August to June. Now, in Japan, they have trimesters. Their academic year begins in April and ends the following March. <laughs> so they're in school for a longer period of time. Um, Mexico school year is from September to June, just something some similar to ours. They go through school Monday through Friday. Nigeria has runs from January to December, so they go through the whole year. Um, Russia school, they go from 830 to 3, and they have September and May. They go through school from September and May. And then there's South Korea. They go from March through February, and the year is divided into two semesters, and their school days are from 8 to 4, 8 to 4 p.m. So I just thought that was very interesting just to see how other parts of the country or the world um, actually have school time. So now I wanted to share with you, for all of you parents out there who, whether the kids just go to school down the street or across the country and they've come home with all of their stuff and it's just in your house and you're thinking, wow, for a few months out of the year I didn't have all this stuff. But now I've got all this wonderful stuff of my wonderful children in my home. And a friend shared that they picked up their child from college and was amazed at all the stuff that they had. I know I had a lot of stuff when I went away to school. So even though I'm organized, I sold up my dad's station wagon. And that's when the station wagon was a station wagon. It was long. While the roommate of the child was able to go home on the train. Now, personally, as the organized one, I would not have been able to travel home on the train. My parents had to pick me up and all my stuff up. But their child filled up the SUV with no room to spare. And I'm sure a lot of you parents out there can relate. you got to pick up your children, and it's like, oh, my goodness, where did the stuff multiply? I don't remember taking all this stuff, but now you got to bring all this stuff back home. So if you've got piles of paper, stuff, the kids stuff that I just wanted to share with you a few tips tonight on how to kind of tackle just the kids stuff and really get it in order. Now let's talk about the papers. You want to definitely purge as much of their paperwork as you can. Um, the draft term papers, the scraps of paper and the assignments they don't need to keep. A lot of times they may have these rough copies, all of those. They don't need to keep all of that stuff. Because you remember, 80% of the stuff we keep, we never reference again. Now, right now, depending on their ages, their grades, and, and where they are in college, they may want to hold on to some things. But really, I mean, think of us parents, you know, the parents and all of us adults out there, children in our lives. All of that stuff that we had in school, did we really keep it? So really think about it. Of course, if they've got a great, an A and it may be something in line with their field of study, of course they want to keep the paperwork. But a lot of times those tests and all those other things, they can get rid of. And it's, and it's amazing that sometimes the adults out there still have their college books after they've been out of school for 10, 20, 30 years. So the first thing you want to do is purge. Get rid of all the stuff that they don't need. The second thing you want to do is you want to make sure you archive whatever they decide to keep and keep it in a system. So the term paper, like I said, that has an A, the book report they're especially proud of. Maybe they just had to get up in front of a class and, and, and say a speech. And it's okay to keep those momentum. Now, because they're kids, they probably have know how to work the technology a lot better than us adults, 
So maybe they can scan it and not keep a physical copy. They can just scan a copy, take a picture of it, and ask them, hey, do you want to keep a physical copy or can we scan this? Because that way it can stay a little longer. I mean, personally, I still have all my report cards. My mother kept every report card. She even has my first speech that I gave in the sixth grade. But she had she had all that stuff. I inherited all the stuff. So, of course, at some point I do want to scan all those things. I even have her report cards and things like that. But those are things you want to keep. So make sure you, whether you get a file box, a momentum box, but keep all of those things like that and nice and order. You can have one that just says report cards, maybe book reports. You can have it broken down by grade level, by different schools, however you want to organize it. And, of course, for those of you who have more than one child, make sure each child has their own box that they can keep track of. So you want to purge, then you want to archive. And, of course, as I started, you want to store the things. So where will you keep the paperwork and the document? Now, I always suggest because it's their stuff that they really keep it in their room and, and, and teach them the skills now to be organized, and to maintain it. But, of course, sometimes you may be limited space. They may be sharing a room. So what may work best is if you've got a basement, if you've got maybe attic space, even some space in a garage and the shelf, just to keep those things. You know, keeping things like grades and transcripts. Because when you're in college, you get transcripts. And a filing cabinet for easy access may work, too. Um, but the term papers and the report cards, you can store them elsewhere, like I said, in the attic or the basement. So you've got the purge. Then, of course, you have to make sure you archive and store it. So then you also want to make sure that you have some type of retention schedule because we're talking 12 years plus another four plus some more, so all that adds up. So as they get older, every time they go maybe to another grade, maybe it's a good time, like, for example, maybe a child's going into the third grade in September. So let's revisit all of the paperwork from the first grade and really see what it is they need to keep, what they want to keep, what they feel that they need to keep. And even as as a parent, what? what you feel, and maybe uh, their first paper that they turned in and they got an A, and as a parent you want to keep that, and it's okay. So really go through and begin to just think about how long you want to keep them. You know, you may want to keep their middle-term school paper until they complete their high school term paper. Um, You may want to keep that first work of art, but then once they become in the high school, maybe you don't want to keep it anymore. I mean, and, and it depends on how you're emotionally attached to it. So create a retention schedule. Sit down with your kids. Say, okay, you're going into the second grade. Maybe you want to keep or the third grade. Maybe you want to keep everything in the second grade. What is some stuff in the first grade? Or what even kindergarten? What can we get rid of? And if they only want to get rid of a few things, that's fine because you are beginning to establish some some ways for them to begin to learn how to be organized as they get older and be those skills that they need. And then, of course, the last thing is you definitely want to learn how to teach them how to maintain things. Make sure at the end of every school year, as I said, so they're going into third grade, we look at the second grade stuff, they want to keep everything, let's go to the first grade and see what we want to get rid of but also take them through all the steps at the end of every school year, maybe a week after they're out, say, okay, now it's time for us to purge what you don't need anymore. Now time for us to archive what you're going to keep, put it in our storage system, make sure we're keeping up with our retention schedule because 80% of the stuff we keep we don't reference again. And you don't necessarily have to quote that to them, but if you feel like you want to, fine. But just let them know. Are you really going to look at this first grade stuff anymore? Nine times up, ten you won't. So then you want to let go. And then also, as a parent, as the adult, you want to just help them maintain it. And it may be just taking and 
for them, it may be just taking an hour at the end of every school year, and that's not a lot, just going through everything and getting rid of stuff because they've got stuff everywhere. They've got papers in the book bag, papers in the locker. Sometimes they come home with a bag of stuff. So that will be work for not only the kids in the grade school, the high school, but also your college kids as well. You know, this may be a good time, especially if they're coming home after their first freshman year, then maybe time to spend maybe two or three hours and say, okay, you know, let's let's go through some of this stuff from from your grade school and your junior high and your elementary school and so that we can kind of make room for all the wonderful stuff that you'll be doing in college as well. So that's some things just to help you with the paperwork. Now, the big things, the projects, because they can take up a lot of space, and sometimes you don't have as much space. So some creative ways to organize a project, and I saw this online, and, of course, if you go to my Pinterest page, and of course, if you go to my Instagram page, you can see it. Basically, somebody took a tall, ba- tall waste basket, and they rolled up a lot of the bigger pieces of art, and they just kind of stuck them in the the waste basket. Some people get those very long, clear storage containers that are flat that can hold maybe gift wrap, but they also use that to store some of the student's artwork. So that's a great way to utilize that space underneath the bag. Also, um, taking photos. Kids, they love the technology, and maybe they can create a, a, a wonderful collage of all of their work and have it digitized so, therefore, you don't have to keep the physical, but you'll always have a memory of it. So, again, Utilize the space underneath the bed. Maybe roll it up and put it in a tall wastebasket or take a photo because that way it will, especially if you take a photo, that way you can get rid of it, always have the memory, and you'll have the memory. And if you take a photo, you can share it with people, and it could be something that could be archived as part of the family history of what the child created when they were in school. So that's what you do with the project. And um, I'm going to take a quick break, and I mean a quick break because I'm going to drink a cup of water, and then I'm going to come back, and then I'm going to tell you how to tackle the clothes because I know that can be an issue as well. I'll be right back in like a few seconds. Hi, this is Dee Greenhill, real estate expert with Century 21 Alliance, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. Well, thank you so much for allowing me to take a quick sip. So the next thing I want to talk to you about is the clothes and the stuff. And I'm really thinking about your college students who are coming home, and now you, after months of just having them out the home and there's stuff out the home, all of a sudden it's all in your living room floor. So first thing is you need to set some boundaries when they come home that you, you're happy to have them home, but their stuff has to remain in their room because sometimes because they've been away at college, it's a little bit more free. They feel like they can have all the space and because they're used to having all the space. But you just have to let them know it's, it's quarantined to your room. Um, don't leave your clothes in the living room, all your stuff in the living room. I'm happy to have you and your stuff home, but keep it in your room, in your bedroom. So that's the one, that's the one main tip I have for maintaining order in your living room and your space in the family space because they can come home and they can just start throwing things, but you have to set some boundaries for your wonderful children. So that's the first thing. Also, with them coming home, really it might be a good time to sit down with them, especially now, and and as you unpack and help them bring stuff in the house, ask them, did you really use all of this stuff? And they may say, yeah, I've used everything, and that's great. But really ask them the clothes that you took. Did you use all the clothes? Did you use all the stuff? Because I know personally I took clothes. 
I don't know. In my mind, I thought I would have to, I would definitely need my prom gown because I was going to some type of formal on college campus, but it didn't happen at least in my first couple of years. And after that, I wanted something else to wear. So really, think about all the stuff that you helped move them in and then all the stuff that they're moving back home. And it may even be more stuff. So really begin to work through all of that. But as they come home and you're really looking at the kids who were already home, but then the kids who have come home, sometimes it's good to really just reevaluate the kids' closet space because it's good to do it in the fall, but sometimes you need to do it now because it seems like now everybody's home and everybody can pitch in. So the first thing you definitely want to do is you definitely want to really clear out the closet and purge as much as you can. They were clo- maybe their clothes the boys no longer wore, items that maybe don't belong in the closet. You know, this allows you to clear the space and see exactly what you have to work with. Then the next thing is key is making sure you design a system that works for your child. Um, maybe your child has a lot of separates. So therefore, Maybe they don't need a lot of hanging space, but they need a lot of shelf space for their things. Um, you know, closets were designed a long time ago with the woman who only had one dress, and maybe it was a long dress. But now we wear separates. We fold things. There's so many different varieties of how we can create a closet. And make sure you create a closet around your child. So if your son just likes, you know, wearing sweaters and sweats and things like that, Maybe he doesn't need a lot of hanging space, but more folding space. Always remember that. Modular systems are great for for organizing things and folding things and having things accessible. Also, when you are, you know, in that place where kids are getting older and they're going to college and at some point they're going to move out to have a system that maybe they can even take with them, I know a lot of parents are doing that now. They're creating systems. They're creating bedrooms. They're creating spaces in their homes so that when the kids move out, they can take just about everything with them as if they're having their own first apartment um, be able to take with them. Um, because modular systems hold sweatpants, sweatshirts. They'll shoot shoes as well. Also, depending on, you know, yes, maybe they do have to wear a lot of dresses, shirts and slacks, where you can have your your shirts hanging at the top, but then their pant trolleys, which they call them this, because they you can hang your pants on there and you can actually pull them out. So depending on your budget, you can have somebody come in and design something specific to meet your needs, or you can just get pieces and design your own closet so you can have the closet customized for your child. And making sure you take your child's height and age into consideration when you're designing a closet. Because if your child is may not be as tall, you know, I come from a tall family. One of my cousins actually happens to be 6'7". So I come from a very tall family. Um, but sometimes your your children may not be able to reach certain heights. So when those heights are a little above their reach, put things that are seasonal up there and make sure they always have things within reach and make them a part of the project because it's their closet they're going to be the one that has to go in get the clothes maintained put the clothes away when they're clean make them a part of the project and also make sure you establish a family organizing policy whether it's for the paperwork, whether it's for the stuff, whether it's for the closet. And it can be. We will not throw clothes on the floor and leave them. We will not leave clothes on the chair for more than a week and make it a habit that everyone in the family will schedule time twice a year to organize their closet. So whether you do it in the fall, in the spring, at the end of the school year, at the beginning of the school year, and schedule it, but make sure you have a family organizing policy. And it can go beyond just this. It could be just every person has to write down a policy 
has to adhere to a policy, but everybody can can do that. We will not leave the clothes on the, on the floor. Put the clothes, throw the clothes on the floor and leave them there. We will not leave clothes on the chair for, more, I said, more than a week. You could say more than two days. So those are some things. But just to kind of reiterate with the closet, make sure you clear it and purge it. Make sure you design a system to store the clothes that is easily accessible. Make sure you utilize space that is out of reach for seasonal items. Them a part of the project. Don't just go in there and just design something. Make sure they are part of the project. And then, of course, make sure you establish a family organizing policy. So that can just be not only for the kids, but also it is good for just in general to have an organizing policy for your house um, that will help you maintain order and not have piles and clutter, et cetera. Because I believe by creating an organized closet and a space, it will help your children on your on their journey to becoming an organized adult. So when you help them organize their paperwork at the end of the year and just get them in the habit of purging and letting go, that will help them as an adult when they have to manage their home and their life and their workspace to help them to know, you know what, there are certain times of year that I need to purge and I need to let go. So those are my tips for the kids. And, of course, you know, I always want to make sure that I acknowledge our sponsor, which is Audible.com, and they're offering every listener a free audio book of their choice and a 30-day trial membership just by going to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized because you can choose from over 180,000 audio programs. You can download a free trial title, start listening, and it's that easy. You go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And my recommendation for the week is the seven habits of happy kids. You heard the seven habits of, of successful people. Well, these are the seven habits of happy kids. And this is by Sean Covey, which is the son of Stephen Covey. And it's basically from learning how to take charge of their own lives and discovering how to balance is best. Um, basically, there's some friends. They have gone on with lots of adventures. And this is for children to read. So you can read it to the children. But it just basically teaches them some skills and some habits they need to do and how to be happy, how to be balanced, how to have fun. Sometimes kids, unfortunately, I'm finding as I work with kids that a lot of them are so, they have so many things on their schedule. I've never seen children like this before. I mean, that they have so much stuff on their schedule. And I understand parents want to keep them busy. I do understand that, parents. I don't want you to think that I'm against kids, you know, having productive time. But I think sometimes some of these children, um, one boy in particular, I'll never forget, I was doing a workshop, and he looked so tired that I told him just take a nap because he was in school full time. Then he was doing sports after after school. Then he came because I was doing some things at a library here. Then he came to that workshop. Then he volunteered. Then at, then after that, he had someplace else to go. Then he had to go home. Then he had to do his homework. And I think maybe about 10 o'clock he probably would have gone to sleep and maybe gotten a few hours sleep just to get up and start the whole thing over again. I said, he, he said, I'm really sleepy right now. I said, trust me, you can get my information at another day and another time right now. And I really felt good about just telling him the rest. So the seven habits of happy kids, seven habits of happy kids. Well, I want to move on, and um, I want to share with you that um, I want to first thank you all for your emails, your tweets, your posts. Thank all of you for following me on Instagram. Oh, I'm so excited. I came home today, and there were so many more people. So I thank all of you for that. And, of course, I thank all of you for listening to me on Blog Talk Radio. And um, since today is Monday, you know what tomorrow is. Tomorrow is Toss It Tuesday. So this is for all of you adults out there. And basically, 
since school has been out for some of us, I'm concluding myself, for a while, let's get rid of the paper and the books we will never need again. So think about it. Fashion. My degree was fashion merchandising, but the fashion merchandising book I studied from back in 1980-something, it's probably not even relevant anymore. So therefore, um, I no longer need it, and I know it's not usable for what the trends are today. So again, this is for all of us who've been out of school for a few years. You know, let's look at our stuff. Let's decide, hey, you know, do I really need to turn paper? I don't need my term papers anymore. I'm happy I got those wonderful grades, but I don't need those term papers. I don't need those books. I don't need those book reports anymore. Um, So that's my Toss It Tuesday tip. So if you do toss something like your old school books, textbooks, term papers, send me a picture and then post it online. Now I've got some great suggestions for this week for my app suggestion. It's Archive. It's art, A-R-T, and it's K-I-V-E, Archive. And this is a great app because when your kid comes home from school with a new masterpiece, but when the stacks of paintings and drawings begin to pile up, this app allows you to take a picture of your artwork and store it digitally so you can get back to later. So it is um, free via iTunes. Again, it's art. A-R-T-K-I-V-E. K-I-V-E. So that's a great thing for you. So for all of you parents, especially if you've got more than one kid and all the artwork coming in, you can just kind of archive it. And for those of you who um, want to maybe keep a physical copy of what the children bring home, Lillian Vernon has a memory and keepsake portfolio. That's Lillian Vernon. And it preserves and organizes the schoolwork, and it keeps assignments and prize projects neat and safe and easy to find. And what makes this really special is the child can have their name um, monogrammed on the portfolio. So this is from Lillian Vernon. And, of course, you know, after this show, it will be posted on my social media. And then my repurposed suggestion is taking old wood crates, you know, the kind that maybe sometimes you see people have carrying apples in and things like that, and somebody actually painted them and used them for bookcases or just to store toys in. So that's a great way to repurpose something. You don't have to buy it. Sometimes you can find it. I know I follow one woman on Instagram. I'm always amazed at what she finds on the side of the road. Um, but you can find these things and you can just spray paint it, have the kids get involved, and then you can have something that will keep them organized. So that's my repurpose suggestion for the week. And, of course, I am uh, excited because um, Father's Day is coming up next Sunday. We get to celebrate Dad. And I have a wonderful guest who actually I believe is on the line, and I'm going to bring her on in a few minutes. Um, as you, those of you know, Grandmother Ann, I'm excited because she's going to be my guest next week, and we're going to be talking about celebrating dads. I'm going to be talking about my dad, and of course, she's got three generations of dads, of, of fathers in her, between her, her husband and her sons and her father and all the men in her family. So it's going to be a nice way because I feel that. Mother's Day gets so much <laughs> attention, and we need to bring all of that attention now and celebrating all the wonderful fathers out there who are working hard and sacrificing. So that will be coming up next week. Then we will be doing um, how to do business, how to be more organized to do business virtually, because that's a new term. It's a wonderful term. It's how businesses are doing things now. People don't necessarily have to have a whole team and staff um, in the same office. That's how things are done globally. People can work on the same project and not even be in the same office, in the same state, even in the same time zone. I've been doing it for a while. I love it. 
and I just wanted to bring on some experts. So one of the experts, of course, is Lynn Edwards. She will be joining us from Virtual Excellence, as well as Lorena Robinson, who is a technology expert. So I will have the two of them on. And then we'll be ending it with just some tips on um, how to um, be a little bit more organized in the summer. And actually, um, I am considering, and I told everybody, I'm considering taking a one-week vacation, a one-week break. Ooh, I haven't taken a break, and I don't think a while. So I'm actually thinking about taking it that first in, uh, Monday in July. But I'll let you know. So I'm just thinking about taking that one-week break. But I'll be coming back because I've already got all of my shows, all of my topics lined up for the end of the year, people. You know how I am. Um, the, the ideas just com- started coming. And I would suggest if there's something that you want me to talk about, you just go to my website at JanetMPillar.com, go to the contact page, and just send me an email to Janet. I want you to talk about this on the topic of organizing. Because one of the things that I really am excited about talking about in next month is we're going to talk about combining homes, whether you're getting married and you're bringing all your stuff together. He has his two seventy-inch TVs and you got your little 32-inch TV. Or a lot of times um, parents and children move back together because of caregiving issues. So how do you bring all of that stuff together when everybody's got a toaster and a a microwave and TVs and beds and sofas and dining room sets? How do you bring all that stuff together so you can live in harmony as well and organize? And, of course, I've got somebody coming on and talking about how to tackle a junk room, So, as well as how to organize your email. So that's all next month after I come back from my vacation. <laughs> but right now, I am going to bring on Grandmother in and see what she's up to this evening because she has just been listening so wonderfully. Good evening, Grandmother Ann. Good evening. I've just been listening and listening and listening and learning. I agree with you when you when you were talking about the schools and and the time and everything because that's been one of the things on my heart. Mm-hmm. I don't know if our children here in America today that I'm seeing today are spending as much quality time in school as they should be spending. And mm. I, this is this is really on my heart now, and there's so many things that have been cut out of um, yeah. of, of the schools, things that they used to be able to learn, some of the um Crafts and things they they and I understand mm-hmm. now they I don't have children in school now, but I'm hearing and and learning it it's a sad situation here in America because we're paying a lot of taxes, and my neighbor and I were talking today about how much how much real estate tax we have to pay and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what has caused this problem well, one of the things I think that has caused the problem is the fact that so many businesses have left uh, Philadelphia, you know, because okay. I'm in Philadelphia, yeah. have left Philadelphia, yeah. mm-hmm. so they're not getting the tax money or the other monies that they would get from businesses because, you know, there was a city wage tax in Philadelphia. Um, yeah. And so then now with people working outside of Philadelphia, they don't have the city wage tax, as much city wage tax. So there, there are a lot, and and I am, but I'm seriously concerned about our children in school. Speaking of schools, now this is this is Ann, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to speak on charter schools. Mm-hmm. See, before, from what I now now what is what is happening and what I'm seeing now, <clears throat> charter schools are great. Why do we have to have charter schools? See, years ago, if there was disruptions and different things in the classroom, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. child who was just making the disruptions, if that would continue, they would have to go to another school. Yeah, that's so, how it was when I grew up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So now we have some really good kids who stand in these schools that are not charter schools Mm-hmm. who's being cheated, I feel, 
because if you have yeah. disrupted children in these schools and keeping them there, they're being they are they are lose these other kids are losing out. Everybody can't go and everybody's not accepted in the charter schools. So mm-hmm. so we need to dig deeper into that system because I think we're leaving some kids behind who need to have a better quality education and they're saying the better quality education is in the charter schools. But what when a a good child can't get into a charter school, so it stays in the school where where there's all of these disruptions and everything. So something has to be done about this. But yeah, and, yeah, and I if, mean, uh, yeah. In where as I'm watching, we're seeing where we're having more foreigners uh, in 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 some of these in the medical fields and other fields, and in the banks and moving in, and we are being moved out. Yeah, I mean, because it said, I was reading here, it says China, their average school day is 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Exactly. Why don't That's we have, have short days for the kids to come home and sit around? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of different issues going on in the, in the Philadelphia school system. It's sad because the teachers have to buy supplies. So it's a, it's, it's a lot of different things. Unfortunately, it's, it's it's sad that it happened. Yeah. It's it's sad when you have people who want to kind of help um, get mm-hmm. in and who have and little have- challenges. But that's a little challenge right now. I will I will get in. My voice will be heard, and I will at some point figure out how I can help the kids because I really want to help the kids. But yeah, you're right. You're right. We are. Unfortunately, doing our children a disservice. I mean, because I, I remember getting out of school at at three thirty in the afternoon. Mhm. Yes. Yes. So, and and like you said, it's taken away so many things. I mean, I took, I mean, I, yeah, I took the basic stuff like the cooking and the sewing, but I also enjoyed wood shop, metal shop. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I took violin when I was in school. So. That's right. There are, there are a lot of different things here. All of those things, unfortunately, when they take them away, it it, it impacts children. That's right. And 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 if with with, with things like that, because every child is not going to be able to go to college. Yeah. So with some of the things that they were learning, you know, in school, they they could kind of maybe could continue that, you know, in the technical school or something, you know, so. It's 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 really um, we 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 just have a long ways to go, and I don't I don't understand this. I don't understand, but I, I I just feel sorry for the children now and and the parents who have children, but you know homeschooling is getting very popular. Yes, it is. It it really is. A lot of people are doing it now, and um, they have so many different options now, and so yeah, you got to always do best for your children. That's that's the yeah. key. You got to do what's best that's for children. the kids, and and a, and a lot of people, you know, before homeschool children were a little more isolated, but now they're so different because they have so many different activities for them to be involved with other children. So um, right. there's a lot more variety in it. So. Right. The other thing you you discussed was um, how much how much they have to carry. Do they now? I, I didn't hear all of it. I was kind of moving around and listening at the same time. Okay. Because I know with my granddaughter, she comes with all her books and all of these things. Now, do they have lockers anymore, or or are there lockers? They do in have school? lockers. They they do they 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 have lockers, but the, the kids unfortunately now they have so many. I don't know what happened and when that transition happened. But they do, a lot of them have to carry a lot of heavy books. And I think one school system really had to um, curtail that because there was a little bit too much weight on some of the kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know now with the laptops and the tablets, it makes it a lot easier for some of the kids. But some of them, they still have all of those books. But really what I was talking about with the kids was I was really talking about the kids that go to college and come back for all this stuff. See, I didn't go, oh, I didn't okay. go away to college right. with with just a little bit of stuff. No, 
no grandmother, and my neighbor asked my mother, is she moving out? Is she ever coming back? That's how much stuff I had piled in my dad's station wagon. Okay, all right. Yeah, I had oh stuff, yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't as bad as now. Some of my girlfriends, when they went away, they not only took their stuff, they actually raided, my one girlfriend raided her father's closet. So she took his white tuxedo um, jacket, um, yeah, she she literally raided his closet, um, wow. and he was a big man. It wasn't like it wasn't like her father was. Her father was a big man, but she said, "But Janet, I can do this. I can belt it. I can wear this." I'm like, "But you have a tuxedo jacket." So, wow. yeah. So oh yeah, so that was that was it. Yeah, yeah, because somebody had made a comment that they went to pick up their child from college, and the uh-huh. roommate he was able to go home on the train. Oh, really? But he he said that's all he had. He said he had one bag and something else. He was able to travel home on the train. He said, but I had to pick my child up, and I had to, like, pack the SUV full so we could all fit in there. And I said, well, yeah, that was me. That yeah. was me. I don't know how that person was able to just travel. I don't travel know how that person did I, on the train, though, I, you know. <laughs> but they said that's all they had. That's, they had just a little bit of clothes, a couple of books, and that was it. Because they didn't wow. bring a lot with them. Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. But a lot of the parents now, because the kids are home, they bring they, they load the cars up, because now a lot of kids, they just had their own cars. They load the cars up, and they come back, and they just spread everything out in the house. And a lot of mm-hmm. parents are like, okay, where's right. all this stuff going? So that's why I said sometimes you gotta you got to give them some ground rules. Oh, I'm happy to see you and your stuff, but make sure all your stuff stays in in your room. Yeah. Just like it yes. did in college. Let it stay in your room, not in the family room, the living room, the dining room, in your room. So. Right, yes, yes. So, yes. But I'm excited, Grandmother Ann, because you will be my guest next week, and we are going to be celebrating dads. Dads, yes, yes. Dads, and we need to celebrate the dads. We need to celebrate yes. the dads. Um, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because... Um, one of the things I had thought of um, when I saw something on Facebook, and um, it was very—I I saw it yesterday—and um, there were some comments, you know, about dads. And I, I really made a statement on Facebook that, you know, there there are a lot of single dads as well as the single mothers, and mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes, see what, and so the mothers. Sometimes, and, and, and I did write this, and I don't know if I should say it now, or not, but mothers should not talk negative to their children about the father. Mm-hmm. Now, That's I, true. I, That's I true. want to go in that, but because it wasn't the child's fault that the child is here. That's true. I'm only at start. <laughs> That's true. We can talk next week. We'll talk next week, but I agree with you. Right, I, we'll I, talk I, next I, because we need to recognize totally the men. Agree. Kids, yeah, because they're a lot. Like and kids, love their children, lot. and they are fathers, and they love their children, whether they're with them or not. Yeah, and that's what we need to yeah. know. Men have feelings, so we'll talk. We'll talk that about is true. That's true. Yes. That is so true. Yes. Well, grandmother yes. Anne, I'm going to. I want. I got a few minutes left. I think I, as usual, sometimes I end the show early. I remember one time it was. I don't think it was a couple of weeks ago, and we had that really bad lightning storm on a Monday. Oh, oh yeah, it was just flashing. It was flashing like a Christmas tree over here. I said, "Okay, wow. I think I yeah. better, end, I better end the show early." So, but, yeah, well, you can end it early. Yes. yes, yes, I'm gonna end it early, and I will, I will probably talk to you in a few. But I thank you for calling. I'm excited about our conversation because I really want to do this. I just want to to celebrate dads next week. Yes, good. That's you know, great. I love my dad. I would love my dad. You had an awesome husband. And I you got sons, grandsons. And I had an awesome you know, you got all... yes. 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 You had, yes, and you you surrounded by some wonderful, awesome fathers, and we know so many wonderful who are married, but then we also know the single dads. So, yes, it's all about mm-hmm. celebrating dads next week. All right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for calling in. Thank you. Thank you for listening to me and having me on your show next week. Okay, looking forward to it. All right. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye. Well, you heard it. Grandmother Anna will be back next week, and we're going to have a great conversation about celebrating dads, celebrating dads. So I'm looking forward to that. But as I said, next week is celebrating dad. After that, it's, we're going to be talking about digitally, doing business virtually, virtually. So the wonders of it, how it can make your business and your profession excel, and you get the right team, there's nothing you can't do. I will probably be taking a vacation because it will be right after July 4th. So I think I want to just take one more day just to enjoy it. But after that, I'll be coming back, and we will be talking about how to tackle the junk room, how to organize your mail, and how to combine your household. So my quote for the week is, what you do today can improve all your tomorrows by Laura Trinity. What you do today can improve all your tomorrows. So I truly want to thank all of you. Make sure you always go to my website at JanetMPillow.com and just, you know, check out our resources. Send me an email. Say, Janet, I want you to talk talk about this topic. Or um, I have a question, and I'd like you to answer it on the air, whatever it is. So thank you for listening. And be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, your social media network. And, of course, always visit me at www.JanetMTaylor.com. And until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.